Hello everyone, hello Ireland. I would like to address my nation to the people of Ireland. I respect you all greatly and I would like to put forth some of my thinking. Hello and welcome to Six Bits. My name is Ray Foley. Joining me this morning uh, at half past ten is the lovely, vivacious, somewhat sweaty, but always mm-hmm. radiant Moran O'Connell. Mm-hmm. Surprise special guest, Maureen O'Connell today. Maureen O'Connell's sweat today. There's <laughs> a tap in there, there is, it's over there. Right? I did that thing that I said yesterday. I have to become accountable to someone. So the accountability is to an app called Instagram. Uh, and your followers, how many followers do you have? You've got loads of followers, don't you? A few. And I just, do you know what? If it's going to get me out of the bed and get me to put the runners on, I'm going to keep doing it. How uh, it's funny you should say because following on from our conversation yesterday about it being uh, using Insta as your accountability, mm. uh, I went to the gym last night and I didn't take any photographs. I didn't do anything about it. You didn't, but and then when I was done, I was like, <laughs> I didn't do anything about that today. And then this morning, I went for my swim as usual, early morning swim, not as usual, day twelve. Uh, but it's it's you know it's, we're getting there in terms of habit forming, and I didn't do anything at all on the swim. I just <gasps> it it has it became a part of my life, and I didn't put it up as you know day twelve blah 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 at all. Uh, and uh, in on in both cases, it was at, it was a hangover of our conversation yesterday, which is you know when someone says to you, "Oh, that's an interesting shirt. I've never seen you wear that shirt before," and then. You never wear the shirt again, even though yes. even though they're not being bitches. It's just like, or um, JP said to me once, a million years ago. Um, Caroline, what's her name? The designer. She does. She does perfume. Donnelly. No. Uh, uh, Herrera. Herrera is it? Caroline Herrera. That that sounds right. Yeah. Uh, Kate, my wife, got me, or my then girlfriend probably, got me. Some Caroline Herrera uh, men's aftershave. Yeah. Uh, once. Like, this is my wife, my my love, my, you know, my my everything, my forever partner. Yes. Whereas my actual forever partner said, oh, I don't like the smell of that. Uh, <laughs> JP, John Paul, my male partner. <laughs> Who I, by the way, I haven't seen in months. And uh, I never, I, it was my first day ever wearing it. And he, I don't even know what he said. He, he, you know, he, he wasn't that bitchy, but it was along the lines of like, "Oh, what's this? What's that smell? Is it? Is that, did you get a new aftershave?" And that's that all. It, that, that's all it took. And uh, I never wore it again. That's it. And even though there was no negativity necessarily associated with holding using Instagram as your accountability, yeah, yeah. I immediately kind of stopped doing it. <laughs> yes, yes, and it was it was when I get when I get a comment. By one of my two friends, or both of them, Grace and Ruth, right? On something I've worn on Instagram, which is normally "Love our new dress." From both of them, they both say it. I'm like, oh, this is this is a keeper. Oh, okay, right, okay. <laughs> I'm like, if Grace and Ruth say "Love our new dress," because they'll borrow it, I'm like, excellent. Oh, I see. Because I thought maybe you were a bit. If if maybe they were being sarcastic, or it's like a code for. Oh no! Right, okay. It's a code for. I'm going to send you a text, and I'll be borrowing that. Oh, that's grand. That's good then. Isn't that's nice? Yeah. So I'm like, uh, okay. I and then I I've I've loved it already, but my love deepens. 
It's funny because uh, I mentioned <laughs> Trisha's transformation then in our conversation as well yesterday yes. about using Instagram for accountability. And I think without putting words in her mouth, it, well, at least, you know, from our conversations or our interviews with her, it seems that to a certain extent she was using or had been using Instagram. Like set up the account, call yourself Trisha's transformation and then you have no option but to stick to the journey because then that's your mm. kind of like your brand. Uh, she, I, I didn't see this myself, but Laura, who I was talking to uh, last night, she said she was following her and she said fair play to her because Trish, because I was talking about how much weight I've put on during lockdown and it is. Ray, Ray put up a graph on Instagram. I did. About his weight. Yeah. Such is my accountability using the, yeah. the Insta. Yeah. Yeah. Very honest graph. I don't really mind though. I mean, the thing is, it doesn't matter. It's it, funny though, psychologically, what it does to you, isn't it? Because that it's out there and you're owning it. Because years ago, and I think this is a psychologically deep-rooted thing in, in many cultures and in many countries, you, you don't talk about it, you just do it. Oh, it's gauche. Don't, don't, oh Jesus, don't be talking about that. Now it's like, I'm going to talk about everything. Yeah. Because you're really only doing it for yourself. It doesn't matter about other people. But saying it out loud is sort of freeing. Uh, yeah, I find. I I suppose. Or, or, yeah, that's one way of looking at it. The other way of looking at it, which is what an awful lot of people complain about, is like, why do we need to put everything? I do find, and I did find last night when I was talking about the gym, or when it when when it occurred to me that I was driving back from the gym, or I was on my scooter back from the gym, and uh, I was like, geez, I never took a photograph to share or to put on Insta, and then it's like. I don't have to take a photograph and put on Insta. No. There's no, but it seems like there is a sort of an expectation or a... a I don't think it's an expectation. I genuinely think it's only for me. And then uh, there's an awful lot of people that I'd follow and there'd be things that I'm just not interested in. Yeah. And then I just scoot through. It's like, oh, that's not for me. And I just scoot through. There's another element as well, though, in my life, which is not a lot actually happens in my life. So when there is stuff that is happening, for instance... The throwing myself in the sea on a daily basis or now the gym it's actually content that is relatable and but isn't that weird that we're always thinking what's our content well that's because we come from radio I, I would like to yeah. think that it's not the I remember certainly when Twitter started and I was mad on Twitter like I was one of the Twitter fiends yes and I I would like to think that Twitter sort of became an extension of what I did for a living and it was a it was an it was a representation, I suppose, of like, oh, I spend all my day trying to think of stuff to do on the radio, and now as stuff comes to me, I put it on Twitter. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, no, I get that, but um, but other people don't messages. do that. Other people without radio shows don't do that, obviously. But I get messages sometimes saying, um, "Love your content," and I'm like, <laughs> "Is is this content?" Like last night, I was just talking about bought a Dyson Hoover last week. Ooh. Ooh. Bought a Dyson because it turns out the Hoover that we had bought a few years ago, the battery is more expensive than the Hoover itself. I think you told and me this. Prob- Did you tell us this in the yeah. podcast? I'm I, not too sure. I've got, anyway. I've got a barky dog. Sorry. Keep keep, to- keep talking. I'm- but the Dyson last night became something where, Jesus, they're amazing. Like they are amazing. So it hoovered up, and I'm I'm sorry if you saw this already on my Instagram, but it hoovered up a pair of knickers, like a massive big pair of knickers, because I wasn't paying attention. And I was like, Whoa. <laughs> I love 
this hoover. Then I became afraid that I was going to break it trying to get the knickers out. Okay. Because I tend, I tend to do things like that. But there were so many questions about the Dyson. I've got, I've got a couple of questions <laughs> about the like... Dyson now that you mention it. Uh, <gasps> it's got so many attachments. One, oh, how sexy. It's not so many. Not a sausage. Remember that uh, uh, campaign, not a sausage? That's what they, the, the Dyson marketing campaign? No. Not, no. not a sausage. You can look it up. Not, not a sausage. I always no. think of that. It was like in the early days of Dyson before it became a big thing. Well, you see, the thing is buying it as well. When we were buying it, we were both kind of looking at each other going, should we be supporting James Dyson? Yeah. Mr. Brexit, who then moved everything to Singapore? I've had that thought mm. since, and I haven't bought a Dyson product since, actually, in fairness. I've had a couple of them over the years. Uh, and I, I do intend of Googling best Dyson alternative, second best. The Miele's are amazing, actually. Yes, I've heard that. Miele's are insane. We, we got a Miele. Uh... <laughs> Are you enjoying this content, everyone? Are you this loving is content. this content? Hoover's. <laughs> uh, we got it. It's funny you should mention content because I was about to slag off content. Maraid Ronan on hi Maraid on the Ray Darcy show. What You're, does Maraid do? Huh? What does Maraid do now? Oh Jesus! Yeah, she does lunch times. <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Lunch times. And I, I did it for longer than any ye. So uh, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I did it longer than Phil. I was the longest ever lunchtime. And in fairness, I probably will be. Uh, anyway, Mairead, uh, no word of a lie, for over the course of a number of weeks, she tested Hoover's on the radio. And <laughs> this is... And they probably made it really entertaining. Yeah, yeah you say that. Uh, anyway, uh, no. they tested Hoover's on the radio, I can tell you that for a fact. And <laughs> look, there are some things that they did on that show that was like... Oh, we can do anything. And it's like, nah, come on. You didn't really think this through. You just thought we'd just do it and we'll see how it goes. I loved a lot of the stuff. There was a lot of stuff they did that was great. And then that bought them license to do things that were just not thought through. Uh, So this was one of those things that was like, you're testing Hoover's on the radio. Uh, It's like pancake flipping on the radio. On the radio. And this is at a time before everything has to have a video, which at least to a certain degree these days, it's like, well, I yeah. suppose, you know, they're probably selling the video to a sponsor I'd probably, or something. I'd probably listen to it if it was like hoovering up certain types of dirt in comparison to each other because I brought the Dyson out to the car. I was aware week. they did it. And then I asked Maraid who won. And she said the Miele pet thingy, whatever it was. And we ended up buying Oh, yeah. One. They're meant to be great for... Di- oh, we had one when we had a cat at home. Brilliant. Can I ask you then on your Dyson? Mm. Is it yeah. a handheld or a full-fledged you got? It's Now, think that one through, Ray. Where do I live? You live in a tiny house, so it is a handheld you got then, isn't it? It's a handheld. So the handheld but was it's... still sufficient to suck up a pair of knickers. A pair of knickers and the fact they could get through the thing. That's why I was so surprised. Yeah. So I was listening to a podcast, kind of, you know, when something interesting happens on a podcast and you stare at the speaker that the podcast uh-huh. is coming out of and you're like, really? So I was doing that. And next thing, and I could just see it sucking up the last bit of it coming up. I was like, that is, I fell in love with it even more. And the Dyson we got came with an extra box. We were like, what the hell is this? An extra 10 attachments on top of of the six attachments it came with. So this thing, there's this attachment that's a tube. And it goes down behind your radiators. Okay, right. (gasps) 
That's good. Oh, it's beautiful. It is beautiful. I've had three of those in my time, three of the handhelds. This is the issue. They don't last, unfortunately. And until and I ever move... the filter as well is another thing that they say. Yes. Filter regular. There is, a, there is a day that when I get into a house that has a space, like an under the stairs, I'll get a plug-in. Dyson. I'll get a plug-in, whatever. Get a Miele. That M- most people say Miele. I think me. I'm not selling a Miele. This is what Mairead Ronan said anyway. I, I didn't even listen to the thing on the radio. I just asked Mairead, come here. What was the, what was the hoover you got? <laughs> so it was the Miele. Easily the Miele, the Miele was easily the best. I said, all right, keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. Well, I'm giving two thumbs up to my handheld Dyson right now. I am not going to wall mount it because that's... Did, that co- did it come with a mount? I think I had to buy my mount separately for my first one. It came with a mount. Now, if you had a cupboard that you could put the mount in, yeah. rather than it being out in the real world, like it, like it's a, like it's a piece of art. Yeah, because it's not. It's still a Hoover. And would your landlord let you hang it? No, or mount it? No, no, no. really? Wow. No, 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 no. I Maybe mounted mounted mine in my ra- in my apartment in in Cork. Yeah, was it hidden? No, it's on the wall. But I'll fill it before I leave. But I'm, I haven't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For the polyfiller. Or I might just um, give him the Hoover. I might just say, "Here, there's a present for you." Now, because don't get we're mad not at me on... for drilling holes in mountain. Yeah, yeah, Here you go, Hoover. Um, because we're not on the radio right now, and people can't WhatsApp us in straight away. There are people listening to this who are shouting, shouting, going, "Hoover is a brand." Oh yeah, I know. A that. vacuum yeah. is the actual thing. I, I don't care about that. I I, I always call that. it Hoover. Hoover is a verb and always will be. Yeah. And even in yeah. our house, I've taught my own kids, get the Hoover, even though get it's... Get the Hoover out. Yeah. I know that. But I'm not going to say vacuum yeah. cleaner because I'm not an arse. No, I'm not going to do that either. I'm just say, I'm just acknowledging the people who are shouting at us. But who would say? Would you say aware. in a house in Ireland? Is, did you reckon there's someone in Tipperary with two young kids at home living, uh, living in a town in, in Clonmel? Just on the outskirts of Clammel, two young Hello. kids crawling around, Hello. changing nappies, going out Hi to kids. work, juggling, literally juggling, and that living in Ireland in 2020, and that they will use the expression, oh, they're at the child is after spilling some crumbs on the floor. Put something, put something up on Twitter there and call it a Hoover and see how quickly you get, it's not a Hoover, it's a vacuum. But who's going to say it? In Ireland, in tw- no one calls it love. Would you get the vacuum cleaner? I suppose I you might be inclined agree. to say the Dyson or the Miele. You wouldn't say the Miele. I'd say the Hoover. It's a Hoover, it's of course a Hoover. it's a Hoover. That's why I say Hoover. It's because everyone says Hoover. And anyone who corrects you on vacuum cleaner needs to be evicted from Ireland. Get in the sea. Get in the sea. <laughs> I love that. Uh, you have now been evicted from the Big Brother house. What used Davinia say there when someone was evicted? Don't say fuck Your time is up. Uh, I'm coming to get you. Here's your best bits. No, didn't you have a phrase when they were being told they were done? I'm coming to get you. Oh, you have one hour to say your goodbyes. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Brother House is Davina. Uh, the person to be evicted from the Big Brother House is Warren. Warren, you have one hour to say your goodbyes. And then did she say, I'm coming to get you? No, it's when she says... That's later. Later, then the announcement comes in and says, Warren, you have been evicted. You you have one you have you have whatever thirty seconds whatever, and then your woman Davina shouts, "I'm coming to get you!" I'm coming to get you. I love Davina. 
But she says Hoover. She was phoning it in though on some of them. And some of them she was Don't like care. fully engaged. And it wasn't always the same. It wasn't always like, it wasn't like a curve of losing interest. It was like the first couple she was definitely, of course, she was fully engaged in because she needed the gig. And then later she kind of went, she was a bit, bleh, bleh, having kids, I suppose. And then in later ones, then random later ones, she was like fully invested again. Yeah, Streetmate will always, I will always love Davina because yeah. she was on Streetmate and she is amazing. What happened to the million pound drop? Meh, it's still on. I think it was still on recently, actually. It was on during lockdown. She did something during lockdown, didn't she, recently? It's one of those random shows. Davina does these random shows now, isn't it? It's like, oh, there's Davina. She shows up they on this up morning filling weeks. in as well. Yes, she does. And there was a day herself and Rochelle were doing it. I was like, no, lads, what's going on here? It's their first day, I think, though. Who's the lad that was on with Rochelle the other day I saw him? He's a black Ori? a black guy. Ori Odube. Who was he? What's his deal? He won, uh, he was a uh, sports presenter and I think he started in children's TV, sports presenter, won Dancing with the Stars. Oh, did he, right. And then uh, hosts a daytime uh, quiz show that's better than Tipping Point because everything is better than, than Tipping, Tipping Point. Point. Easily, yeah. Now, Ben, he's bored. He's bored as feck. That is a dodgy show. I don't know how that show's still going. Oh, my parents love it. But oh. you can tell that Ben is sitting there going, you are thick as fuck. <laughs> Did you see on that NBC upfronts on the 30 Rock, they're doing something similar called The Wall. And you drop a counter down and it goes ding, 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 ding. It's kind of sim- oh, similar. And- it's, it's tipping point. <laughs> but it's not tipping point because tipping point just drops, doesn't it? No. It drops. It's got the ding, 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 right, ding. Okay, it's got yeah. things the whole way down. Yeah, it has. A, but then, how does it land? It doesn't have the slider things in the bottom that tipping point has in the wall. Oh, I'm not sure. Then maybe they do it in different. It's in where it lands. Machines. It's where it lands in the bottom, and where it lands in the bottom, it decides on whatever the thing is going to be, or the amount, maybe, or something like that. I still think that the contestants on tipping point should be standing above putting the counter in themselves. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. That's what they should be doing. It should be reoriented so as that they're standing above it Reorientated, all. As reoriented, as we'd say here in <gasps> Ireland. What was I watching last night? The American Office. And all I, and I heard, it was Jan that used it the most. No, a few people did. The word, one of the words that you hate the most, oh. a non-word that Americans have made up. Oh. And you hate it. It's not herb or something. Well, no, no. Oh, man. There's loads, so many things I hate where I can't think of it. <laughs> I know, but this one is, uh, it's normal. Normal? Regular? <laughs> no, it's it's what they've done. The bastardization of normal. Oh. Instead of saying normality, get back to some normality. Normalcy. Normalcy. Oh, shoot me. It was in the American office loads in the episodes I was watching last night. Normalcy seems to be divisive in America these days. <laughs> So annoying. Uh, anyway, your man wasn't great, whoever he is. Uh, I had no idea who he was, but he was not good. Rochelle, like, and Rochelle is weak. Rochelle was doing the heavy lifting on this morning. The, the, ah, he's just learning. He was standing in this weird way as well. You know when people stand... I, huh? I like Ori. I really I don't like know him Ori. at all, but he wasn't good. I was like, who's your man? And when Rochelle is the better of the presenters, you know you're not a good presenter. And now ah, she's weak sauce, man. She really she's is. I uh, genuinely, she's beautiful, beautiful, and very nice and very friendly and very personable. Absolutely, so personable. but she's weak sauce. Like, honest to God, if Rochelle 
did a fill in on the six o'clock show, you'd be like, oh, I'm not too sure about your woman. <laughs> like she'd never be back. <laughs> it's true. I don't agree. Uh, well, I thoroughly, I thoroughly agree because it's my opinion, and I agree with. I know it's exactly. I agree, you with, agree me. with your opinion. In your heart of hearts, you know, though, you know, I'm like Rochelle is no Holly. Rochelle, you know, she's not even. She's not a Davina. Just hashtag be kind. So you're just being kind. So no. I'm not allowed to have a negative opinion at all because being kind trumps it. Okay, fine. You... I didn't think it. Anyway, back to your man. <laughs> he was standing in this way. You know the way people, when people stand on, on red carpets or they're standing, like a woman, when, uh, to slim themselves, they stand with one foot forward. You know that kind of... Right, yeah, yeah, he yeah. He was yeah, standing yeah. like that for the entire piece. I was like, why is he standing like that? They don't give them anything to hold either. He was just standing there. He had his, oh, he had his hands in his pockets, in the but not in his pockets, in his pockets, in the kind of uh, tucked into his uh, jean, the top of his pockets. Yeah, I pay attention to that sometimes because, oh yeah, we're this is what we're doing now, people. Uh, Holly was wearing a dress with pockets one day, and she was swishing the dress around, and she looked very comfortable. Will I not believe I the like, price of it? I, or, like, I won't believe how easy it is to get, or I won't believe. Yeah. How? Yeah, it was probably sold out after two seconds. And then and then Phil didn't have anything in his hands. Yeah. And it's like, you're just, stand, you're just standing there. It's weird. I wonder, is it a COVID thing to be saying there's no items or there's no spread of anything or no spread of infection? If, it, if you want to pay attention to that, guys, if you want to, if someone has to stand up, we're doing um, uh, an outside broadcast from Limerick tomorrow. And I had to do... Um, uh, I had to go down there and film some pieces a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, when you're talking to camera and I'm not holding anything. Yeah. So you have to do that presenter hold. I hate Where it. your hands oh. cut off your body oh. and they're at your hips, but they're sort of slightly together. I hate it, but it's the only thing you can do. It's That's why I always, your hands. I always have a couple of cards in the bag for yeah. for those things. Because it's like, there's nothing on the cards, but I'd rather have be holding a card... Or an iPad, so that my hands are engaged in something that doesn't look weird. Mary Kennedy's yeah. the master of it. Mary Kennedy does this thing where she's, it looks like she's trying to hold a pebble with, with all of her fingers and thumbs. Yes! It's this. And she does it, she does it in her way. She does, everyone now, if you're not driving or holding a small child. Two hands. Hold, hold a tiny pebble in front of you. Oh, she does with it very all, well Try and Mary. get all of your fingers and all of your thumbs to touch the pebble at the same time. That's what you're doing. And talk while you move your hands and talk. But that's that's her brand. <laughs> you know, she's she, it's caring. Yeah. She's delicate I, and yeah. delicate. You see, that's the thing. Delicate. I think a person of a certain age is expected to do that with their hands. No. But someone our age would look weird doing it. No. You say no. You have you have to do something. Sticking it in the top of your jeans is not the answer. He's just getting used to it. It's not just him. It's, it's you know, we all suffer from what do I do with my hands? And now that I'm aware of my hands, what would I ordinarily be doing with it? Yeah. When I did Take Me Out a million years ago, I realised, look, RIP, looking back at that, that my, I've got, incre- I still have it, obviously, because I still have fingers. Oh, your hands. My hands are insanely, like, you know, Nosferatu, the vampire. Like the the bald vampire with the I pointy ears. Always, this is before I knew you. I always noticed that about your hands on Take Me Out. But 
Always. I was like, Jesus, his fingers are so yeah. bloody long. How do you manage that, though? In my, and of course, I didn't have cards or anything on that. I always it's felt... what your hands are. Yeah, but like, I think there's a way of managing it in a sort of a... Yes, I've got big kind hands and... or where... You can't bunch them up because then you look like you're going to punch someone all the time. Yeah, well, maybe. What do I do now? I'm always holding cards. Cards. I always hold cards or an iPad or a pen. So, I always remember that about your hands. They were very long. Yeah. And, and they pe- came out of my... like. Out and a lot like they make my arms look even longer. Like, but you were so skinny, yeah, that could be it as well. That it was like you were all hands, all hands, but it's long hands, it's not like they're big hands, they're just long, like long ropes, sort of spindly. Do you know who I'm talking about with Nosferatu? Look up, of course, I know who you're talking about with Nosferatu, like the fake long fingers. That's how I look, Bella Lugosi Nosferatu, yeah, that sort of, yeah, the yeah, yeah, loads of that. Anytime mm. I ever caught clips of that show, I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, my fingers, man. My flipping fingers. Anyway. And then there were people at home going, you know what they say about big hands. And then everyone who knew Ray were like, no, that's not true. Yeah, absolutely not the case. <laughs> anyone who's been to a gym with Ray is like, no. <laughs> no. He's, I, he's, I, anyone, ha- what are you talking about? Anyone who's been to a gym with Ray has never seen. Because Ray doesn't do that, as we've already covered. Oh, sorry, yeah. Puts a little towel on. I put a little. T- I bring sure my dry no robe now to the gym. Throw that on and get changed underneath it. Well, I'm joking, but I would if my I could. S- my Siri just came on there. All right. You need to do a number on this computer on Friday, okay? Sure thing. Just give me some lessons, because let's be honest. The only time I've opened this computer that I spent a lot of it's money to do on this. is to do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> thing is, though, like you'll have it now for a while, you know. I've spent more time with the Dyson. Put it that way. Um. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, how was that meandering 20 minutes for you, dear listeners? That was four of bits easily <laughs> there anyway. So let's move on to number... N- number five. <laughs> number five is Lidl. 20 years of Lidl, Murren. No. 20. Don't you feel old now? I remember when the first one opened near me in Kulak in Dublin. 20 years, Holy... babes. It was, it was the end of all supermarkets. Ireland was going to change... Forever uh-huh. once Little arrived. Uh, we were never going to go back. All bags, all other supermarkets were going to die. That hasn't happened. Do you know what? It's interesting. They definitely have changed how supermarkets do business. And the number one supermarket in Ireland is Super Value. Uh, your friends. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it is actually, yeah. Um, I think Super Value do it. They, they tread a fine line, you see, between big supermarket and little supermarket and accessibility and in and out for the few bits, I think. Where uh, and and also big shop that they managed to do. You can always go in and out for the few bits and still do a big shop. Yeah, and still do a big shop. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't do all. I do a little bit of my shopping at Super Value, but I I do most of it in either Tesco or Duns. Twenty years. Twenty years. Here's the other thing as well. When did Aldi open then? Like so, little opened up two years later, and then two three years later. Yeah, however long it took them to build the Aldi across the road. <laughs> well, to buy the rights because they built the Aldi across the road in four days. Insane! What's the thinking behind that? It must be an an intentional attempt to confuse brands because anytime I say I was in Little, but I don't know if it was Little or Aldi. It was one of them. I never really well, you remember. You know, because the wine in Aldi is better. Is it? Oh God! Yeah. I think the the wine in Little has been held to a very high regard as well. I think I think if oh, you ask no. any of these wine experts on News Talk, what's the you know? 
They yeah, they will. You know, you can get out your Vivino app all you want, but the wine in Aldi is better. In your opinion. And they do no, because they do uh Chateau Neuf de Pap. Pump, Neuf de Pap, thank you. Shadow Pop de Neuf. Uh Shadow Neuf de Pap in in Aldi all the time and that's the one that's always getting the ratings. I don't buy it. Um Aldi's do a has... rip off of Bombay as well actually, which or Tanqueray, which is very good. I think they, they still do it. They've like their gin has won awards. I've stopped drinking gin though, so uh but when I did I used to drink a lot of Aldi gin. Yeah. There has to be a psychology behind why they are placed so closely together because the same would be said of like Burger King and McDonald's would it a little bit not to the extent that they do around Ireland with Aldi and Little though like, no 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 because I don't think Burger King ever got the hold in this country as it did in other countries right yeah maybe that's it and um, but I remember remember when but years ago being remember? in in London and it was bonkers because Burger King were allowed to say McDonald's are costing you this on your ads on your on for your burger and we only charge this much and we were I was in the airport in Heathrow and it had all these ads up Burger King going you know to my McDonald's we're cheaper right and I was sitting there going how are they allowed to do this you know because you you wouldn't be allowed in this country would you not this was 20, 20 years ago. You weren't allowed to say McDonald's ago. charge X, but we only charge Y. Yeah, now you can. Oh, really? There was a case do... that you couldn't do that, really? Was there? Yes, there was a case in Ireland. Maybe it was a, a gentleman's agreement, but I don't think that you could, with advertising standards in Ireland, actually mention another brand. But now you can. Okay. Because you know the way they do those shops things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little costs this, and then underneath it will say it costs this much in Tesco and it costs this much in Aldi. Yeah. Yeah, you can now, but certainly you couldn't then. They're just, they're, it's probably consumer confusion. I think a lot of it is. We, it, like, we, our strategy is to put them literally right across the road from each other. There's also, there's a couple of other things. One is the story, which is untrue, that they're in cahoots with each other. That it, yeah. they'll set up the two next to each other in order to drown, to, to actually establish a supermarket destination away away from everyone else and yeah. share it between them. And they'll do that like in a little industrial spot outside of the town or near a housing estate and, and drag all the business out of the town and towards the, the two of them yeah. across the road from yeah. each other. Then there's also the, 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 there's the theory of creating confusion, uh, which is a possibility. And then what was the other thing that's... Uh, yeah, there's the, the thing that I, I was wondering about is that I find fascinating is that there's still the business. There's obviously a calculation done that there's still the business to be done. When you consider all these Aldi's are all over, like when we considered that like there was Duns and Tesco and Super Value and Super Quinn at the time and we thought that was loads of supermarkets and the odd Marks mm-hmm. and Spencers. We thought that was loads of supermarkets like more mm-hmm. supermarkets than we'd ever need. And next thing Little come in and everyone's like oh Jesus lads oh Jesus it's going to, going to shut down loads of supermarkets. And then Another group, very similar to Lidl, says, actually, we've done the maths and we we can see that there's a an opportunity for us to establish as well. And we'll do it right next door to the Lidl. There must be some sort of algorithm or actuarial yeah. um, numbers that are just like, a formula that it's like, yeah, if we put it right there, the town is big enough and the town in the catchment area is big enough to sustain the two of us if we do this. 
I'd say there's there's stories to be told. Were there two brothers or something? Al, as well, as Aldi Nord and Aldi, Aldi you, Sued. Do, do you think it's like Romulus and Remus establishing Rome or something? That know? one established Little and one established Aldi? The, what are you talking about? The, this was, this is a, the true story. What? That one of them established one, but they're two Aldis, I think. That, uh, they're Aldi brothers? Yeah. And one is Little and one is Aldi? Look it up! I think the, I think I'm misinterpreting. The, I don't think it's little, but or there might be an involvement. There was Aldi North and Aldi South in Germany. Aldi Nord and Aldi Sud, right? And I think it's still the case. And it was two brothers. They would have set up at a similar time, and then they there was a rift. Nord and Sud are sh- surely French. So, on my, I tell you what, you'll eat your words. No, I agree. You know way more about supermarkets than I do. Aldi Nord. There we go. I can't look it up now. The Aldi group operates over... T- I think it's an Aldi-specific thing and it, that has been confused then with Lidl. Oh, but there may have been an involvement with the Lidl. History. Carl and Theo Albrecht's mother opened a store in a suburb of Essen in 1913. Their father, blah, blah, blah. The brother's idea... Oh, come on. See, this is all nonsense. Aldi started. The Albrecht brothers were both... The, the, the two brothers, anyway... They were both known to be very reclusive and had not taken part in public life for several years before their deaths in 2010 and 2014, respectively. And here we go. There's two different two different groups. Aldi Nord and Aldi Sud. You prick. I knew it. It's, it's here on the map for the Wikipedia entry for goddamn Aldi. And they've split Germany in two. The northern bit is Aldi Nord and the southern bit is Aldi Sud. Now, unless, Who else unless split were, Germany in two in recent times? Unless, well, they did it the other direction, <laughs> didn't they? So, so world powers take east and west, and supermarkets, you take north-south. Um, Let's see, what do they say about the two lads? Nah, I don't know. Anyway, apparently there was a falling out between the two lads, and they operated them to, the two of them independently. But I think then someone was trying to tell me the story. But so, I, like the Koch brothers. Uh, why, did, did they fall out? The Cokes? Yeah, they don't like each other. And there's, a, there's see, there's three of them. There's two that are together. And then there's another one. Is it a brother or a sister? Because if someone's branched but off, there is are, a sister yeah. and she thinks they're... Mental. Gals. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's another brother who's like, Jesus. You have to look it up. But I think someone was telling me, and I, I think the I think the story of the, the, the Aldi brothers, North and South in Germany, has been misinterpreted into... Little Aldi. Into Little... Am I right there? Both Aldi Nord as Trader Joe's and Aldi Sud as Aldi also operate in the United States with 1,000... They own Trader Joe's? In America, yeah. So I think there's a possibility that Lidl is owned by one of them in the same way that Aldi Nord isn't Aldi in the rest of the world. Google, who owns it? Lidl? Lidl. Please hold caller. Lidl. Can I just say we'll we'll delete all of this? We We, we won't. <laughs> If you consider that 10 years ago, people were listening to Hoovers being tested on the radio, you listen to me Googling little. And by Christ, you like it. <laughs> little. Here we are now. Little's the cheap of history. Joseph Schwartz. Let me look up. Let's see if there's a link to Aldi in the Aldi. Sorry, please hold caller. Aldi. Go about your own day. Do your own thing. It's fine. You're well. You don't mind this. This is charming. Control F, yeah? Jesus Christ tonight. Aldi. Let's see if there's an Aldi reference. Lidl is the chief competitor of Aldi. 
Uh, the first little discount store was opened in 73, copying the Aldi concept. Um, oh. So little came second. Um, Aldi or little? Aldi, Aldi, Aldi. Jesus Christ, there's loads of mentions of Aldi. In contrast to Aldi, there are generally more branded products offered in Lidl. That's true. Aldi do their own brands, which yes. they get. I think they get an awful lot of local manufacturers to make. Yeah. You know, so there's... Aldi branded stuff. Yeah. Um, I wonder what, how that is for the local manufacturers, because they're always banging on about that. Guaranteed Irish. Look at the guaranteed Irish symbol. Blah, 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 blah. But they are guaranteed Irish. It is guaranteed Irish, I guess. No, I get that. I'm just wondering the the price that those manufacturers are making. I would assume that it's pro- the competition that was brought into a small country like Ireland could only be a good thing when manufacturers in this country, whether it's beef farmers or dairy farmers or, you know, bakeries, were being told by the big supermarkets that were here, well, this is all you're going to get. This is it. No one else is going to get you this. And then little Aldi come in and go, we can give you two cent extra a pint of milk there. Yeah. Really? Do you think that's the case? I, or do I they drive know. down prices for them? The other thing that has happened, I remember being a kid in the 80s and my mother only buying what we needed for the house. Yes. Whereas now, with a surge in cheaper food, there's way more consumerism. So they just just random, just throw it in. Oh, it's, yeah, we know how much food waste there is per year, per household in Ireland is ridiculous. Just throw it in, just throw it in, just throw it yeah. in. So then you'd wonder, was the, for instance, the sausage factory, because what happens now is, there's, I know a fellow who used to work in a factory making chicken, right, in the Midlands. Uh, and they made, say, chicken nuggets. They made loads of different chicken, like every chicken product you can imagine. Not a single, the feathers were even used. But basically, take for instance chicken nuggets. The very same chicken nuggets but of a lower quality or slightly different recipe, were sold to the various supermarkets under their names as their own brand chicken nuggets, as well as a high brand, name a, name a high brand chicken nugget off the top of your head. Birds, I say, or okay. or wherever. It was, <clears throat> it was a high brand chicken product that you would mm. buy in your high brand shop. But then... They would the same factory, the same people, slightly different recipe would be used to manufacture uh, chicken nuggets under the own brands for the various supermarkets. But they would be sold to those supermarkets at a cheaper rate. Right, so they would get less for them. So then you're competing against yourself. But I suppose the economics is better for you to be competing, producing all the chicken and competing against yourself, than for someone else to have the business. Yeah. So you may be getting less for your chicken nuggets, but at least you're still selling chicken nuggets. I know, yeah, but don't we all just have to... I I understand what you're saying, but food waste is a terrible, terrible, terrible thing. It's a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing. Anyway, there you go. History of Aldi and Lidl. I, so, 20 years. Someone tried to flog me the story then that it was that Lidl was owned by the, the one of the Aldi boys, but that's not the case. Good story. Good. Great story. Six, compelling and rich. Uh, number Number six. Number Number six. six. How about the 750 billion euro virus recovery deal? That's brilliant. And we get another five five billion as well for the old uh, uh, eggs Brexit nonsense. For the Brexit nonsense. But do you know in in the small print, like it's 750 billion. uh, This sort of a recovery deal is something that Berlin has been fighting for years, as well as the fiscally, what are they called? The frugal four. 
yeah. in Northern Europe. So, you know, we've got the Netherlands. The Teichites. The, the Frugal Four. Austria. <laughs> yeah, but you see, the thing is, is that we're going to be a net contributor rather than a net beneficiary from this fund. So we need the money now. Yeah. So they're like, here you go. Here's the money now. But over the next 30 years, we'll be paying back more than we're taking out of the fund. Marvellous. As always. And that's that's and besides our like 85 billion debt from the last time, from 12 years ago. The it? last time, yeah. which we were the best boys and girls and paid back. Yeah. And uh, so uh, who is our Minister for State for European Affairs? It's been a, it's been a wild ride, lads, in the last few weeks. You're, Swings. Uh, let me see. Who's in, who's in Europe now? Lisa Chambers it's, was, the, or she was supposed to be, but she didn't it's get... It's Thomas like, Byrne. All right, okay. Never heard because of him. Is he Fianna Fáil? Jack, Jack Chambers has become the Fianna Fáil party rip, whip, which is... Which? Sorry. <laughs> How has Jack Chambers become a man straight out of 1892 has become the party I'm delighted for, for him. Fianna He's a young whippersnapper. He's a scamp. He's uh, has voted against an awful lot of things that would give women more rights and autonomy over their body. There you go. I can say that. Um, so. So, yeah, we need the money now. But sure, do you know what? We need the money now. It's as simple as that, isn't it? We need the money now. I, I've, I've just got a text now. message that told me I have to go because I was supposed to be in a Zoom at 11 o'clock, which was 10 minutes ago. I'm the worst, aren't I? So on that note, I will... Uh, all that little and Aldi stuff was just good stuff. <laughs> How dare you? That was gold. Tomorrow on the podcast, what's your favourite Hoover brand? Sixbitspod at gmail.com. Uh, record it for us. Record the sound Hoover of your... Hoover or vacuum? Record the sound of your... Uh, only oh. Hoover's. Record the sound of your Hoover and do. send it. Don't actually, because it's not going to happen. You're you're caught yourself if you think it will do. It'll actually do it. Um, Come on though. Come on, Hoover brands. Do it though. Come on, please. Anything please. else? Anything you were shouting at the radio? Sixbitspod at gmail.com is the email address. I have to go. Wash your hands. Uh, Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. And stay away from yourselves. Handy. Teach. Allah. Allah.